I was only listening to something last night where they were saying crypto was kind of the buzzword of a year or two ago and, and that's all kind of come crumbling down. Yeah. But this kind of dawn of AI that is kind of not Terminator or Matrix style where it's kind of taking over the world. Going one, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and we are back in action at the desk powerhouse property pod team john mcgregor and patrick berry welcome back martin evans please be quiet in the background <laughs> hey he came in this morning just sorry anyone that didn't hear that martin evans real estate agent here is screaming from the rooftops he came in with a very joyous hello yeah he just that he was almost singing it you know? yeah hello boy what's been happening has he been like just like slamming deals in the last few days i think he has uh closed out a yeah, few deals he's so he's probably good. on a bit of uh, an endorphin high at the moment yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so normally i try and steer the ship away from real estate um in the early days of the podcast just to warm myself up and just to like talk about the things <laughs> i know about but <laughs> okay if we weren't talking about real estate we'd probably have a very dynamic podcast <laughs> <laughs> but I want to jump straight in because I think I saw on Friday coming through like the um, the workplace chat, it's like five contracts, like all like, sl- no, it wasn't Friday. That was good Friday. Did like five contracts just like slam down. Like we like made all these sales. Like yeah, what's think, happening? I think Wednesday, Thursday we had a heap. And then over the weekend, I think we had another four as well. Yeah. Like to break. So yeah, it's been a busy couple of days. So what does, what's this all about? What's going on? Why? That, that, uh, that reminded me of two words, feast or famine. That's just how it works. <laughs> oh. It just like, you'll have these moments of nothing, nothing, nothing where you're doing all the work and it's just a forever grind. And then all of a sudden it just fall, you know, like the waterfall or something. Just I think as well, you know, whenever you plan to have a couple of days off, mm. that's when you're always busy. Yeah. So, you know, the Easter break, four-day weekend, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get away, going to have a little bit of time off. And bang, that's when everyone wants to list and yeah. sell their houses. Yeah, yeah. And also, too, your, your, your focus becomes almost just laser-like, you know. Because I'll have days where it's So like, we're lazy 90% of the time, but a weekend away before. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you just book holidays every third day? <laughs> <laughs> A four-day week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, we should sound. we should turn it into a four-day week. You know, the trialing in Norway and all these countries it seems to be working. People will buy on that day that you don't want to be working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, um, well, I'll just flag that as a put that in the next uh, next sales meeting. Speaking of feast of famine, all I could think of was how appropriate for the Last Supper across the Easter weekend that you know feast of famine we've famined and into a feast and if I keep saying feast or famine one of you will jump on board what I'm saying totally understand I was just waiting to see where this is going I was trying to find an I was just I just wanted to find out about your Easter basically (laughs) tell me I I know you went away Pat I wanted to know see how now I'm diverging away from real estate to try and Uh, back to where you want to be back to where I want to be so hit me with I sure did go away to the lovely town of St Helens nice yeah very nice and the best bit about St Helens around the Easter period is it is chockers and so therefore the internet doesn't work therefore your phone does not work <laughs> so regardless if i any deals to do john not good and access them yeah, anyway yeah. Delegation, delegation because whatever is going up on up there the phone system cannot handle the influx really? of people oh, the i was yeah i was up the east coast as well across the um the easter weekend and the same thing happened it happens at christmas and easter seems to be all the people on the east coast are there people are trying to access their phones and the internet just doesn't oh, like it, it, which I actually really like. I I really enjoy it. There was a few times where I was playing with Jack, my eldest, and I was just like, I'd probably buy now would have normally like picked up my phone and looked at it for no apparent reason. Yep. 
but I was like, I'm in, I'm in the zone. Like this is way more fun. I wish the internet didn't work all the time. <laughs> when um, because I've got Reddit on my phone, and that that place is just the rabbit hole. Like the second it starts, and that's the problem about the phones now. Like with all the different sites, they are geared just to just like absorb your entire attention. And all of a sudden, ten minutes goes past. Like holy crap! Like I just completely lost who I was for a minute. It's almost like a time jump, so it, it, you can't a time jump. You can't feel too guilty sometimes when it's you accidentally just jump into it out of force of habit, and boom, all that time's gone because it's just all of it's geared to like capture your attention. Yeah, well, that's an actually really interesting way to um, kind of spin into what we we're talking about. It sounds like we're kind of uh, negatively discussing technology, but what I kind of wanted to jump into was the way AI is shaping. Oh, it seems to be the buzzword of this year. I was only listening to something last night where they were saying crypto was kind of the buzzword of a year or two ago and, and that's all kind of come crumbling down. Yeah. But this kind of dawn of AI that is kind of not Terminator or Matrix style where it's kind of taking over the world, just yet, please don't hurt us, overlords. <laughs> As I look up to the computer screen to see if the camera's hey, on me. Hey, all you. Um, it's just really interesting the the way that artificial intelligence has kind of come into our world in, in 2023. I know there's been early forms of it, and I know you can talk to Pat kind of what we are experiencing with AI at the moment and, and kind of the idea of it's not a big mega computer that's kind of, Nah, coming to so take over. AI scares a lot of people because they think it's going to replace jobs. They think people are basically screwed and that the robots are only a week away from taking over. Yep. But what we actually got is what they call narrow AI, which basically means that it can do tasks, but not as good or as efficient as what a human can do. So every bit of AI tech out there at the moment is in the narrow field of AI. Now, they believe that it can get to what they call uh, general AI, um, but general AI, they still believe, is a, a long way away. And then super and general AI is where AI and humans are competing on the same level. And then super AI, they don't even know if that will ever exist, but that's where AI is more intelligent than humans. And so with that too, that would mean that, that the AI is actually implementing the work, isn't it? So yep. replacing the human. Yeah. So, you work. know, super AI is your Terminator scenario yeah, where yeah. the robots control. <laughs> I, robot, I was thinking of last night when we were talking about. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith and yeah, yeah. where or, he has you feelings. Know, what's that other one where the true crimes, where they stop the crimes before they happen? Oh, Minority Report. Oh, oh see, there's lots of. Well, they weren't AI though. I probably jumped off there. They were just. Nah, things. yeah. They were, yes, that was <laughs> a bit different. But still based on like the Philip K. Dick writings of sci-fi of mm. this idea, which was years and years in the past, like mm. way back when these sci-fi concepts of, you know, a, a communication device that you could carry around with you was kind of this amazing thing that people had thought of. Now it's like if your kid, my mm. one-year-old literally knows how to scroll on his phone and and do all the things. Getting off yeah. topic here, but back to Minority Report. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk Minority Report all day, baby. <laughs> I do love the tech in that that didn't exist at the time. And the one that I always remember is when he's walking through the city and all the ads are aimed yep. at him. Yeah, yep. Like he's all the billboards are just ads to him and what he's interested in. And I'm like, man, they actually had an idea. It was like Simpsons like. Yeah, no. Like so the future before it came to future. Yeah, absolutely. Just just to go into that, um, Spielberg who made that film literally went to a futurist and said, you know, like what's coming down the pipe and they did so much work into even all this swipe technology and stuff that they do with the computer interfaces isn't exactly the same as what we have but a bunch of the stuff is touchscreen, a mm. bunch of the way that all the automated cars are working and stuff is 
based not on. too far away from what they're thinking. And the targeted ads was a really big one was what we get on our computers now and marketed to us is all these targeted ads. It's the exact same thing where it's they're walking through, it says, oh, this is Thomas Anderton. Boom, you're interested in this. So, yeah, it's well, it's it, not so far from the future. Even the screens now, they've got it so you, you only see a specific image as well. Mm. Even that's been slowly starting to mm. be able to implement it, which is crazy. Yeah, so Minority Report, great movie. Yeah, no, absolutely, cracker. Yeah, I just want the one day for computers to actually feel and look as cool as they do in movies. You know, I said no one ever uses a mouse on like the Windows or Apple desktop. It's like, it's like they only use keyboard and type really quickly. Well, it's it's like we're we're diverging here, but like your your kids, no, but your kids, I'm thinking of the way that they can like use the computers and stuff. Like your son yesterday said, "Oh, computers are so hard to use, Dad." Yeah, but. He loves the tablet. Like he knows and it's not using a mouse. It's using your finger. My son will be, you know, trying to touch my laptop screen. Yeah. It's not a touch screen. And he'll be so confused. Being like, well, why is he not doing the thing I want to do? I've been arguing with my daughter because she's not a great reader at the moment and we're trying to help her. She's like, why do I need to read? I can just talk to my computer yeah. and yeah. tell it what I needed to do. And yep. she does. She literally presses the microphone and just speaks to it. And then it brings back the results that she's after. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that, that, her that, argument is I don't need to learn to read, it's Dad. A, it's a pretty hard <laughs> argument to get over to go, oh, sweetheart, you're going to need this for your life. It's like, why? Why? It's like, <laughs> look, look, what everything's happening exactly as I needed to without reading. You but know? if you go back yeah. to when we were at school, the idea of a calculator was cheating. Like if you had a calculator yeah. in maths yeah. class, it's cheating. Whereas now the teaching is, oh, you don't know how to solve it? Like go to a calculator, it'll, it'll help you. So it's all adapting to the times and being able to move forward with what that generation is going to use, which is where kind of this AI stuff coming into real estate is really interesting is you guys have worked in a time when, you know, you're writing all your own property text or you're doing all the tasks that it takes to list a property. Mm. A bunch of that stuff can now be automated through this kind of machine learning. How is that opening up your time to kind of maximise your client's well, needs? It's really interesting. The way I see AI, it's a tool to help us have better conversations and offer a better service to our clients. Yep. It's never going to replace us and our knowledge that we have, but if it can give us the information faster, then we can have a better, more detailed conversation to help people better understand their own needs and circumstances. Yeah, for sure. So all this kind of data being crunched together at yeah. once can then... And look, shoot out a result that says, right. let's go this way. And we use a bucket load of different AI products here at 414. I'm yep. a nerd at heart, so I love to buy a, a robot wherever I can get one. Mm. Um, but some of the ones that I think are really cool that we are using is like, if you look at our website, 414.com.au, we have a what is your home worth calculator. Mm. And that's in conjunction with RP Data where you can just type in the, your address of your home. Yep. And then RP Data will give you a guesstimation as to what the home is worth. And it'll even give you a indication of how confident it is with its result. So it'll say low confidence, medium confidence, For high sure. confidence. Yeah. And it does that by searching the internet, finding recent sales, looking at market trends from companies like the REIT that you you love, John, to see, you know, uh, is the market going up in that area? Is it going down? Like it's madness the amount of data it has access to to be able to give you a rough idea of what the home's worth. Yeah, so what we're kind of talking about in this AI space currently is the ability for the um, the machine to go and access all that data, collate it together in a quick way. Like you guys could be crunching all these numbers, sitting at your desk, doing it manually to kind of work out, oh, this is, I've checked this suburb and it's worth mm. all this. This is kind of this instant feedback loop of 
here's the stuff and we can now present it to yeah, well, our vendor or owner I think or back to buyer. when John and I started, what would it be? About half an hour to 50 minutes you'd probably spend researching the property, maybe even longer? Only because the... Um yeah, the information wasn't so readily available for sure. Yeah, but you spent you spend a lot of time looking at graphs and trying to better understand yep. what suburbs were doing. Um, looking at recent sales. Now you can just click a button and say, "What is Moona doing?" And yes, it'll just spit out all the data and say, "Moona is trending upwards, downwards. It's neutral." Like mm. it's just amazing how quickly you can get access to that information now. So and laid out really clearly so you can interpret it and understand it better. Yeah, and then basically be able to relay that to the people that you need it to or mm. kind of, yeah, oh, I'm looking for an instant price. Oh, well, the data I've got is actually three months old. I can't actually tell you what the market's doing at the moment, whereas you can be getting this up-to-date. Yeah. Is, is that correct? Yeah, so that's it. So the data we get access to tends to be a few months behind because it needs a sale to be recorded and then logged in the database. Okay, yep. Uh, so in markets that are shifting like we're experiencing at the moment, prices that have been spat out on these automatic systems aren't always necessarily to accurate. the To the day and but date, but they're not. It gives us a starting point for us to then go and refine it to a better answer. So we can then look at that and say, yeah, that would have been correct six months ago or three months ago. Yep. But now the market's doing this, so let's take that price and adjust it to meet where the current market might sit. This is a really cool point because this is kind of where my next um, – venture into a bunch of these AI tools are really handy tools and they'll get you kind of 90% of the way there. But that's where your human aspect needs exactly. to come Exactly. So we're still important because there's a bunch of tools that I'll use that will help me out. And I'll just be like, like I've got, for example, in my side of the, the fence, doing a bunch of digital styling and kind of making a place look nice. There's these um, AI kind of, it's like a content aware fill, we'll call it, where it'll basically take the image, it'll have a room that's full of items and it can, it's only in kind of a beta testing mode at the moment, the one I'm using, but basically it'll anticipate what's behind there based on like, you know, looking at the wall or the color of it and it'll fill it in. Like remove an item. Remove an item out of the space to make an empty room, which I can then put the digital furniture on top of. So an example for listeners might be, I'm imagining we've got a room, Aaron, and in the corner there's a pile of boxes because yep. a tenant's got you know all their stuff stacked up. Or, or the dirty washing that didn't get moved, didn't really want to touch the person's undies, so it was just like, I'll remove that in the computer mm. later. There's now tools that are, are using machine learning to work out, oh, yep, this is the corner of the room. I can remake this in the computer and it's there's a bunch of this stable diffusion. We could really go into mm. how it's happening, but essentially it's trying to recreate what it thinks is there. Yeah, yeah. And it's 90% of the way there and then I have to go in and touch it up. But it's getting better weekly. Each time I go back and, and test this tool, mm. I'm like, oh, like I couldn't do that last week. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's learning yeah. the, the tricks of the trade. And then yeah. there's also ones that I've seen where – when I'm editing photos, if I do it enough and put enough input in, an AI can learn my editing style and then kind of recreate a bunch of those edits. Yep. So all these little tools are kind of making a bunch of the time suck um, tasks become way, way easier. And then you yeah, can focus your time on, refinement. on kind of more productive things. Like The one I hate is property techs. Absolutely hate writing property techs and – Everyone would have heard or most people now would have heard of ChatGPT and that thing has just game changed. Blown up. Like, it? I'll be honest, it writes some absolute rubbish sometimes. But at least what I've found with when I use that to write my property text 
is I used to get stuck in a loop. And I don't know if you have experienced this, John, where I would, if I'm writing property text, I'd look back at the last 10 properties I wrote and most of them sound pretty much the same. I'm just replacing three bedrooms with two bedrooms. Yep. Open plan living with separate lounge room. Like, but the actual flow of the story was always relatively close where with chat GPT, it gets a lot of stuff wrong back to that 90% yeah. aspect. But it helps me make the story sound different every time. So I will tell it, I want you to aim it towards an investor for me because that's who I think is best suited. Yep. And it will write me a script. And then all I have to do is just go back in and fix the little bits that don't make sense. Yeah, like so when it thinks it's got three bedrooms and it's actually four bedrooms, I just have to go tweak that. Or, you know, sometimes it might say beautiful views of hilly countrysides and it's in the dead centre of the city. Like mm-hmm. it just makes some things up because it doesn't know the answers and you just got to fix those bits. Yeah, so that all comes down to the prompts that you're putting in and kind of refining the prompts of, you know, you could say something along the lines of using your old address Turnbull Crescent, please search Turnbull Crescent, certain number, um, and find previous data and extrapolate on that and write a property text for me. So the the more you refine the data into the prompt, so this is where it, it comes really interesting into a good agent and a lazy agent is you could literally take the one that it spat out originally, put it out live just because you're just like, oh, ChatGBT said it was this. And then you're getting all these calls saying, well, where's the fourth bedroom or where's the mm. beautiful mountain views? Whereas if you're a good agent, you're taking that time to then be like, okay, yep, I've used a tool to get me 90% of the way. Get me started. Get me started. Now let's maximise my time by fixing up that little bit. This could have taken me an hour in the past. It's taken me two minutes to get to here. Now it's taking me the next 10 minutes to fix up that little bit. And make it perfect. Make it perfect. Mm. Well, that's, I suppose, the... <clears throat> the last 10% where the human involvement needs to come in. And for our role specifically, which is ultimately to, you know, bring two parties to assist in making a decision to move forward with a sale of a home or a deal or, a, you know, lease or whatever. Yep. So, like, go back to the um, the data um, examples. Is What was that? What's the biggest website in Zillow? Yep. Zillow, they, they, I know we've talked about it a couple, few years back now, I suppose, uh, where they tried to use the AI-assisted um, um, price price and then from that you could just do a instant deal so yeah, i just, you could go, just sell your house to zillow yeah. with three clicks they lost hundreds of millions of dollars oh. um because what but what they said was in real estate's a unique aspect aspect because it's it zeroes down almost to the street level you know and also then okay then on street level condition does it have views etc so there's such a human element involved in the purchasing of real estate because obviously we're living in it um and there's examples where i, I Two that came to mind just recently. I <clears throat> there was a couple that hadn't sold for a couple, you know, a couple of decades. One of the, the guy was a car salesman, um, and I just asked, look, well, what do you, you know, um, how do you see our role in, you know, in this? What what do you see differently? They just sort of palmed off the fact was like, oh, you, oh, you young guys. Even though it's, we're coming up nearly twenty years in this game now, um, you're just that's using. Sad. I know that's bizarre. <laughs> you say that, it's like, oh yeah, we're all um, young guys. <laughs> so, but he, uh, but then he's like, oh, you're just using all the data and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, taking the human element out of it. Um, so in their in their part, like using all that information wasn't going to help yep. them. That that wasn't how they were going to, you know, assist them in move making a decision. Um, and then there's another, you know, there's other people where you'll find that it's that analysis paralysis where he's like, oh, but the data said all this, the data said all that. It's like, yeah, but no, because <laughs> the yeah. other one's that. No. So it's the, you know, I guess for I see all the, you know, this implement this information, the way that AI rolls, 
works, I suppose, is um, and enabling us to assist and to get back into that human interaction, ultimately, which is where we can help and have our mm. influence. Yes. Mm. I think I think the key thing at the moment, and it'd be really interesting, like how it grows and, and gets bigger, but the key thing is to see it as a tool that can assist you guys in the industry perform your job better and not to be scared. I guess it's like the idea of like the mobile phone coming in or the internet coming in and it's like it really disrupting everything. This isn't like the hugest disruption where like now you just click on the three buttons like Zillow and a Terminator comes and sells your house. Like Arnie shows up and it's just like, I'll be back to Zell. Mm, same here. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I yeah, thought yeah. of it earlier. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, I've got to drop it in somewhere. You will sign this contract. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me if you want to sell. Um, but Get if we the contract, oh yeah, no, no, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> if you see this as a tool that can help maximize your time, like if the data can analyze, these are the hottest leads of the people interested in the property they're the ones to call first rather than that is a really good segue when you start to look at client engagement and how you can use ai as well so yes. realestate.com is one of the companies we use and most consumers wouldn't be aware that rea actually ranked them yes um, based on their and um, behaviors so when we get an inquiry from somebody we can actually look at their ranking and make an assumption on how serious a buyer they are. Mm. Now, obviously, once again, not guaranteed, but I actually used this tool heaps when I sold last year. Um, I was really strict. The market was very busy a year ago. We were selling things, what, within a couple of days, weren't we, most times, John? Um, and I said to my dad, I'm doing an open home on Saturday. You can only bring people through early if they have a score of seven or higher yeah. on realestate.com's results. Mm. So I was happy for, if they couldn't make the open home and they wanted a private inspection, if they had a high REA score, but if they had a score of one or two and they wanted an early inspection, I was like, nah, don't yeah, worry they about can it. They the can wait to open. the open home. Sure. And mm. so I used that to qualify my buyers as to who I was going to now I could obviously do that because I've got access. The, the general no, well, can't. But, but, but it's an interesting way to to look at how, you know, you can decide on someone's value. That's a that's a perfect reason to use an agent who is willing to use some of these tools. Like rather than just being like, oh, yeah, I'm the agent that, that does it, boots to the ground, I still put all the letterbox drops and do all these things that we did 40 years ago. If you've got an agent who can kind of maximise their time and be like, oh, yeah, I've got hot leads, cold leads. I'll still deal with the cold leads. They can come to the open home. But if I, if the data says this guy's likely to buy a place in the next three months, why wouldn't you be nurturing that relationship over mm. the ones that aren't those ones? So it's using it, again, as a tool to maximise your time and get the most out of your agent and the sale of your property. And definitely. And, look, the reason why I was really keen on ranking my buyers before choosing who got to come through and who didn't get to come through was that for a lot of vendors, it's stressful to in the house and you don't want to have to get it ready 50 times no. a week. Mm. And Abby was like stickler perfect, like everything had to be millimetre perfect. Which is great. Which is fantastic, but it meant there was a bucket load of work every time we wanted to show somebody through the house. Yeah. Yeah. So in an ideal world, we would have just ran the open home, everyone come to the open home and be done with it. Mm. But there was a couple of buyers that couldn't make it. Yeah. And then we had to make a decision, do we let them in early? Because that's going to add extra pressure to us, extra work. And at that time, we were in a market where, you know, we probably didn't even need to show them through because somebody would have come to the open and bought it anyway. Yep. But 
yeah, it was just a way for us to make sure that we we didn't feel like we were wasting our time preparing the house for a showing. Yeah, uh, for somebody who was going to walk in and walk straight back out two minutes later. No, but look, it's the power of of taking that data, interpreting it in the way that it needs to be done, and mm. yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's such a broad topic, this AI thing, and there's so many different tools that are popping up and they seem to be popping up on the reg. Mm. Um, are there any other ones that you kind of want to talk to, Pat or, or John, before we kind of wrap up today? I know I was I was going to Nino's, popped together a really good blog about a bunch of the tools and I was kind of going in and adding my two cents. We are kind of collaborating on this thing. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm, but you, I'm Frankensteining this, is, but it's like, passionate. oh, no, man, like you're passionate about it. Like yeah, yeah. it's something that you're – you're doing all the time so well there was one I, I, I was watching a video about why uh ai generated art can't do hands yet um which mm. i thought was really fascinating and i think it's maybe it's a good bookend to it because it's that thing where go back to your examples of rooms like there are so many photos of rooms and archives of rooms of what rooms should technically look like yep. what a clean sink should technically look like but the problem is, is that archiving hands is incredibly complex because it's every little thing is just so dynamic in the way that your hand moves. Oh, I is hope it, people are watching the yeah, video. Yeah, no. it's not and the like and <laughs> hand people as well. You know how people. There's no way. Like, what's hand look yep. holding phone? Okay, but how should a hand hold the phone? And what, so that's why when like um, in theory, there's like a small archive for the AI to draw from yep. what what is a hand but it has it can't conceptualize how a hand actually works so unless you've put in the prompt like holding the phone with the fingers wrapped around like if you've been really specific like, about and it's fascinating you talk about hands because jo aaron and i were playing with this unicorn on a car recently we sure were? It sounds yeah. really weird but yeah. it was a 90s real estate unicorn and we had giving the thumbs up laying across the car was our prompt for the yeah. AI. Yeah. And the hand was what you That's were rebuilding. That's where I was rebuilding, yeah. yeah so, so you were in using vector drawing to recreate its hand because it just looked a bit janky. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting that you point out that because that's exactly what we experienced when we created our little unicorn mascot last week using AI. So that's the thought, I suppose, with the is, is there a barrier that um, technology will never be able to cross of the human experience? And is that a means that no matter what, it will always depend on each other to... Well, I guess uh, we'll have to rebridge this topic in episode 750, John. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is the last thing I wanted to bring up was I think it's 11 labs or something where it basically can create really good voice um, models. Oh, yeah, yeah. So essentially we could train a voice model into doing a podcast, doing a podcast for us by episode 700. We won't even be in the studio, baby. It'll just be – and the, I think eventually we'll be able to train it to be like, like Aaron, try and stay off topic. John, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, talk around a topic. I'll add one more scary AI fact into the system as well. Mm. Last week, um, there is an AI company that just signed with one of Hollywood's largest um, management companies yep. uh, for deepfake and voice mm. recognition. Yeah. So that celebrities will no longer need to do paid gigs to sell products. The deepfake and the voice Ooh. product from AI will just create it for and them. And you're paying for their uh, copyrights to their yeah. face almost. Yeah, exactly. I remember there being so, a really bad Bruce Willis one at the that mm. Russia did, and they, he was just like, whatever, like do yeah. thing. So yeah. this is coming. So the celebrities will be able to make more money with doing less work. Yeah, Paul just, Walker in Fast Ten. I'm putting it out there. Putting it out there now. I, I bet I they can't bring him wait back. Wait to see how they bring him back. I bet they bring him back. Don't worry, he'll be there. <laughs> 
I, and I reckon there'll be time travel this time. I, <laughs> I actually feel like they've gone to space. What's the next thing they do? They'll go back in but, time. But they're, they're in, in well, nine, we've got to get pulled back somehow. Don't they? They, in nine, they actually reference the fact that we never seem they never seem to die. Like yeah, actually just yeah. Like, just point it like yeah, this is just nuts. I don't, I don't know. Which, if, like uh, it's called jumping the shark anymore. It's just like. Anything I'm can happen in the fast that, universe. Look, that's what I think. At least it's 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 okay for it to do. It's just like, look, how can we just keep pushing the boundaries, knowing that this is just bonkers? Mm. And I think that's what works. It's just that no, we're going to keep rolling with this. Is so obviously ten will probably be where it cuts off. I suppose at this point, but I believe um, they they say ele- I, this isn't important to the podcast, but I believe they say eleven <laughs> is the end of it. Well, maybe maybe eleven might be created by AI. There we go. <laughs> Could be done. There you go. Fast ten written. Or, it probably is written by yeah. AI anyway already. <laughs> Um, Look, I love talking about this stuff. I could probably continue to do it for the rest of the day. If anyone wants to uh, contact the Property Pod and discuss any of these tools with us, happy to do so. Uh, If you've got a tool you want us to prompt and use, yeah, yeah, we'd love to do that too. Um, Oh, we're going to talk about that social media one. That, Yeah, cool, sweet. That's just prompted me. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Anywho, um, yeah, episode 151. Next one, we might write the whole episode with AI. We'll see what it is. Well, that would be something. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all our listeners. Shout out to uh, everybody out there in the real estate world. And thank you for joining us along the ride. Thanks, guys. See, See ya. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Code. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.